Coming up, we've got highlights from the weekend. We have an interview with freshman starting pitcher Ryan Gallagher and associate head coach Donegal Fergus joins us for a lengthy conversation on the season so far. That is all next here on the Gaucho and I podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen, our primary sponsors for the Gaucho Nine podcast and great supporters of UCSB baseball. Kyle's Kitchen, check out their three locations in Goleta and Santa Barbara. Kyle leads off with a classic Kyle, followed with an order of seasoned fries, and he rounds out the order with a soft drink or an adult beverage. Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of UCSB Athletics. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, the home office, and of course, the office at Caesar at Wasaka Stadium. Check out smartofficeinteriors.com or give them a call, 805-965-8585. Smart Office Interiors, proud supporters of UCSB Baseball. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Curley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell, he's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Midwest. I feel straight away. Nick Vogt is about as straight away as you can be. 3-2 pitch, outside corner, strike three called, a fastball. And after Halamanu strikes out the side in the last of the second, Lewis comes back and strikes out the side in the top of the third. Corey's got six strikeouts through three. Nick hit one hard, but on the ground to short his first time. 0 for 1. Halamanu working from the stretch. First pitch is hammered into left center. On the move is Scott. It's up over his head. Mortensen scores. Willow scores. Here comes Darby being waved around. Here's the relay. It's not in time. Bases clearing double. Nick votes. And UCSB takes a 3-1 lead. And just carried up over Scott's head to the right of the College World Series logo at the end of the padding in left field. Scott gave it a little leap, but it was over his head. And the two out double by Nick Boat on the first pitch gives the Gauchos a two run lead. Out there in scoring position. Here's the two two pitch to Johnson. And this is hammered to right field. Going back is Wong. He's gonna turn and watch it fly. Two run homer for the body. Makes it 5-1. Fourth home run of the season for Kyle Johnson. He turned on that one. They were playing the Gauchos today in women's tennis for UCSB. Defeated Hawaii 5-2 as Brock hits one high in the air to deep right field. Back is Wong, he's at the wall, and he's gonna watch this one fly. A solo homer for Brock Mortensen, makes it 
and a single. And Darby hits this one high in the air to deep right field. Wong is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly into the tree in right center. Another solo home run for the Gauchos makes it 8-2. Solidify their spot in first place. Here's the 2-2. Fastball swung on and missed. Hiraki down on strikes. And Rice comes in and strikes out the side in the ninth. Gauchos win it 8-4. Winning pitcher is Corey Lewis. He improves to 5-0 on the season. The loss goes to Cade Halemanu. And know that he is a speedy center fielder capable of stealing a base. Six for six in the attempts this year. See if he's going 3-2. He is. It's swung on and missed. Ang's throw to second. Is right on the money with Darby sneaking in. It's a strike him out, throw him out, double play, and there's two down. You couldn't place it in a better spot if you're Mason Eng. Darby just coasting in right to the front of the bag with Cabrera sliding in, and he tagged him right on his foot. Kyson Donahue playing behind the runner at second. Shaded up the middle. There's the 1-1 pitch, and this is banged to center field. Cabrera going back. He was playing in. It's up over his head. One hops the wall. Mortensen and Willow right behind each other. They're coming around, and they will both score. Two-run double for Darby, and that ties the game. And with two outs, I don't know how Jason got so close to Mortensen. Maybe Brock forgot how many outs there were. But they were running 10 feet from each other around third and scoring. So Darby with two hits. And he's got his first legitimate collegiate double. I, mean, I will choke up on the bat. Slight pull shift on the infield. One-two pitch is pulled down the right field line, and it's fair into the corner. Meow's got a sure double. Mortensen will retrieve it. Meow heading for third. Here comes the relay. Darby's throw is in time as Willow drops the tag down. Well executed on the relay by the Gauchos. Mortensen to Darby to Willow as they get Meow trying to go to third base. And that is how the fifth inning ends. Hopefully we hear that on the Gaucho Night podcast this week. That is great relay work. Great throw from Darby. Three and two to John Newman. Vote at third. Rennie's pitch. There's a breaking ball hit to center field, a base hit. Into scorer's vote. Gauchos get another run, it's 5-3. It's great at bat from John Newman. Fell behind, took a couple close pitches. No balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. And this one's hammered to left center. This one is high. This one is far. And this one is out of here. Three-run homer, Kirtley, makes the Rainbow Warriors pay. Gauchos blow it open here. It is 8-3. Two and one. And the pitch. Fastball popped up. Out into the infield. 
Now shallow center, Sprinkle calling for it, and he makes the catch, and UCSB defeats Hawaii. 8-3 the final here this evening. Sprinkle with lots of speed at first. Darby, 90 feet away from tying this game. 0-2 pitch, and a breaking ball hit to right. In the corner, Calderon on the move, and it's gonna land fair. One hops the wall. Darby scores, here comes Sprinkle. He is gonna slide in head first, and the Gauchos take a 2-1 lead. It's a two-run triple for Nick Vogt. Keeps it fair just inside the line. Calderon, who was a little bit shallow, has that one go way out there into the corner. And Nick Vogt delivers once again. Scotty Scott for Hawaii. Injured early in yesterday's game, not in the starting lineup today, assuming he's unavailable. Here's a pop-up towards the first base side, foul territory, Darby and Johnson over there, and Johnson reaches out and makes a basket catch at the last second, and that retires the side. Uh, the body, as casual as ever, able to flag it down over the shoulder, very difficult play. Pontus from the windup, and pitch, swung on and drilled to center. Back is Cabrera, still going back. He's at the track, and this one is out of here. Dead central for Christian Kirtley as he goes over the 405 to make it 6-4. And Christian goes where very few go. Dead center over the 405 mark, well up into the trees. 1-2 pitch again, and this is hammered out to right center, hit well. Calderon on the move, he's not gonna get it. Brown will score. Kirtley is gonna stop at second base. UCSB strikes back and ties the game. And it's Christian Kirtley with a run scoring double, and he sets himself up in scoring position. Scott. He's able to swing. I wasn't paying attention during batting practice. I don't know if he took BP or not. And here's a squeeze, and they got Wong caught in a rundown between third and home, and Parker tags out Wong for out number two. Unbelievable. He had Wong coming down, Scott squaring to bunt, he took outside, and Aaron Parker ran him all the way back to third base. Wong put on the brakes, anticipating a throw, and Parker tagged him out. Donegal Fergus is my guest this week on the Gosh 9 pod, and we were just joking about it. It was a tough sleep. Tough sleep yesterday, or last night, I should say. Gauchos wind up taking two of three from Hawaii, uh, a tough finish to the game, 13 innings, 13 to nine. It, it turned into a, it turned into a, I don't know, what do you call it? A, a, a Sunday afternoon college baseball game or a, or like a midweek game. Like that's kind of how it, how it felt yeah. um, with, it just, it just felt like every inning there was going to be runners on base. There was going to be. It got wild. Yeah. It got, it got wild. We, we had hidden ball tricks. We had failed squeezes. It was uh it was wild, but uh, before we dig into anything, just uh, I want your reaction to to Sunday's game. 
Uh, I, well, I, I'll say the same thing I told the team afterwards. Chess is looking at me like we do our little post game, you know, out in left field and he turns to everybody, you know, or do you want to say anything? Dylan, you want to say anything? He turns to look at me and I was, uh, I, I just turned and told the team, I'm like, I'm not sure what to feel right now. It was, it was just a roller coaster and it was wild. And, you know, I've been a part of things like that before, but, um, that one was, was intense in, in a different way. Cause it was, it was, uh, we used the whole bench. Like we pulled out, like we literally tried everything we could do. That was the interesting part for me. The thing that stood out was we did everything that we, we had in the back, really. I mean, we had Edgar left to maybe go in if, you know, if we had to, if we somehow got back on the, uh, on the train there and, and scored six and, and, you know, Maddie was, you know, on short rest and, and, but ready to go if we, if we desperately needed it, but we literally used every, every position player got in, um, uh, which was wild. And, 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 you know, the rest of my comments to the team were, I felt bad, not so much that we lost, which I do, obviously it sucks to lose. And, and, you know, you feel like you have it in hand and, and, and wins are precious and, and sweeps are even more precious, but I was, I was feeling bad because I was, I could see that the good stuff that we did in that game, all the cool stuff that we did in that game, all, the fact that we did use almost literally every player that was available was going to get overlooked and obscured by the fact that we just lost. Like, um, you're going to look at that game and the box score people from the outside are going to look at that game and go, Oh, okay. Just kind of blew up on Sunday. And yeah, <laughs> in a sense that, you know, there was a blow up, but it was, it was not just, Hey, we didn't play very well on Sunday. And we, you know, we threw the game away and, and, and kind of didn't finish the job. We were really close to finishing the job and we did some, some, some nice stuff in there. Guys played really well. Guys had huge moments and, um, both on the mound and defensively and, and at the plate. And that was just going to get overlooked and, and lost in the fact that, that we didn't finish it and we gave up 13 and, and, and all of that. But um, I think to, yesterday was the definition of a mixed emotion day. I, you know, there was, you want to point out all the good stuff because it was really good. And, and Chex said it better than I did. Um, when I was done talking, he, you know, he said, I think we're close. And it was a good weekend. It really was. We we had a good weekend. We we had uh, we had a chance to to really have a great weekend, as he said too. And but we just didn't didn't quite get there. Uh, but yet it doesn't diminish the fact that we're close to being the version of the team we want to be. And that's if if you've listened to any of our our post games or even pre games and and practice stuff, it's like we're not good enough yet. We're close. We're winning games, but we're not there yet but we're close to being and we see what we can be. And that's why we keep pushing so hard is because we have a chance to, to get to that point. And um, we're obviously not quite there yet still. And um, that's what the season's about is hopefully, you know, the trajectory takes you to your best baseball at the end. So here's the good news. And there's, there's mostly good news, 18 and seven, first place in the big West, seven and two after three weeks of conference play. Gouchers have won every series that they have played. They count the split in Oregon, good split. And the two games this week, first two losses that were more than by one run. 
the prior five losses were all by one run. And so, like, oh, y'all just haven't lost. That. You see, you didn't know that? Do you realize that? I, I had no idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so these were the first two games where Gauss had lost by more than one run. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're on a downward trend because they're losing games by more than one run. But I'm saying that Gauss have been in every game. They're winning series. They're playing winning baseball, winning brand of baseball. The pitching has been excellent. The hitting has been – it's been – great at times it's been clutch at times it's been we need to get almost good enough really. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know the the way we operate and the way you operate and coach check and dylan and spencer is that uh, when you drop a game like that it's like oh the whole world's on fire right or it's you put in all this work and you feel like you were right there we were playing your game and you get to the end and some things fall apart and you wind up losing. But, uh, yeah, these losses, they feel like uh, a little bit bigger at times. And yesterday's was, was tough. I hadn't really experienced a game like that in a while. I hadn't experienced like that, a game like that this year, except for maybe Fullerton. Uh, that game didn't go to extras, of course. But, yeah, it was, you said, roller coaster ride. Like, it felt, you could feel the energy sitting upstairs between the dugouts at the beginning of the game where both dugouts felt like they had something on the other team and you could hear it and you could sense it. And it was blow for blow, pitch for pitch, making play after making play. Like it was back and forth. Like both teams wanted to win. And it was a really fun afternoon of baseball. Granted it went five plus hours, but it was a, it was a fun weekend and it was college baseball at its finest. So couple of notes that I have written down, just, just observations that I want to talk with you about for the week and for the season in general, because we talked to you at the beginning of the year in the San Francisco series. I um, haven't talked to you since on this platform. So how has it been offensively trying to make a lineup and be dynamic without guys like Blake Clausen this weekend or Bryce Willits or Leo Mosby, guys who have been out um, – and unavailable to hit or to play defense and solidify that lineup who because Bryce Blake and Leo have been great when they've been in the lineup so how's it been trying to find a lineup that works yeah it's challenging and I, if I'm not mistaken I think those three guys that you mentioned if you look at our stat page are the top three guys on there in terms of batting average anyway um yeah it's a challenge uh we don't we don't obviously talk about it that way. We don't, we don't say, well, I'm not sure what we can do today. And, um, because we don't have those guys or, uh, you know, I certainly don't go to check and say, Hey, you're going to have to hold them to three. Cause, <laughs> cause we don't have the, like, we just, you three, just is, three has been, three has been a magic number. Yeah. yeah. You're like four right. games in a row where we held the other team to three runs. So, um, I, yeah, you just, you just do what you can. And we just, we try and put guys in, in the best spot that, that they can succeed. And, you know, we've talked about it from the beginning, though. I said one of the things that I really like about this group offensively is it it's feels interchangeable in a lot of ways. There's a lot of guys that we could say, let's slide him in, let's slide him in. And, and if he's playing today, we don't we don't miss a beat. And we've talked about that from the beginning, about the depth of our of our offensive group. Um, now, that doesn't always make it easy to figure out, you know, which guy to hit where and combos and, and some of the defensive stuff 
and it, and it does change. I mean, there's there's no doubt that there's a dynamic that changes when when Blake's playing out of his mind. I mean, at the plate, he's as locked in as as anybody can be, and and uh, um, you know, and his, and his body fails him, and 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 he, and he can't go, and um, and he's just you know, you just it's kind of a it's kind of a quick turnaround, and and trying to figure out okay, well, we got to slide somebody in there, and you know, we're ready to go with that, and then. Johnny goes down and so Mason's got to step up and then Newman's coming back from a hamstring. So we want to DH him and um, you slide him in and is it left-handed or right-handed? And um, you know, Bryce was really getting going when he was, when he, when he went down and he's, you know, he's itching to get back and that changes the dynamic defensively too. And you can move some, some other guys around, but we've got good players. We've got guys that can do it. And, and what needs to happen is guys seem to step up, you know, that maybe haven't gotten as much consistent run. Uh, that was what, you know, when I, when I talked, you know, earlier about my concerns about yesterday, just the, the good stuff being obscured, the fact that we got everybody in, I felt good about that. Like that was, it isn't like, oh, God, we gotta, we gotta go to the bench and, and well, let's try him and see what happens, but that's probably not gonna work. I, you know, and they didn't all work. All those moves obviously didn't work, but I felt really good about him. And, and Jax and I, as we, as we talked through, like, okay, where are we going to go here? What are we going to do? And what, what inning is it okay to do it in? We felt good about those moves. And, you know, and, and Trey gets on base. Um, you know, Jesse Brown goes in to run and, and, and scores. And, um, and, and you know, and Oak, who, who gets gets thrown in there in a really tough spot and, and doesn't have a lot of time to, to prep. That's why he's that timeout to kind of give him a chance to breathe. But I felt like he was going to get a hit, and, and, and he didn't. But – it wasn't because he wasn't capable of it or ready for it. And, and, and I would throw him in there again. And he knows that and he's going to get a big hit for us. And he's going to be a big part of this thing. And, and even though Trim didn't get to make his debut in that moment, um, he was ready and, and he wanted it. And he, he gave me the look of, Oh, you screwed up for, <laughs> I was going to hit a homer here. Um, you know, I, I, all those guys have the ability to come in and impact the game and, and help us in, in some way. And AP gets in there and gets a hit, you know, and, that's the cool part about this group is we could probably play a, a ton of different lineup combinations and, and end up with pretty similar results. I think we've got a, a depth that is, is a little unique and, um, and certainly fun to, to, to go to work with every day. So I led with that question with those guys out and you met with the appropriate response. Cause you mentioned all the, the, the new faces that got into the game yesterday and, and the first year players that are making an impact and you didn't mention Darby, but Darby has gotten into this this collection of players, including Kyle Johnson, Christian Curley, and Jason Willow, who have been around a while, those three, Johnson, Curley, and Willow, who had big weeks. It was it was a KJ, six for 16 on the week, three doubles, a homer. Curley had the big game yesterday, of course. He had two doubles, two homers, and six RBIs on the week. He, of course, had the, uh, the big three on homer on Saturday, and he had the game-tying double yesterday and willow who's been stepped up who has stepped up and played a solid third base and i mean i've been really impressed with his play over there i think in, in the game against st mary's he had like eight or nine assists over there saved the game at one point so those guys have been stepping up and i think darby has gotten better and better and better each and every weekend it seems like he gets more dynamic at the plate as he's uh, learning how to hit at this level and he's got five home runs to boots so you got the the interchangeability of the lineup, and then you got these guys who are veterans who are starting to settle in and get rhythm at the dish. 
what are you seeing from KJ? I mean, KJ looks like he's about as dialed in as I've ever seen him at the dish. I, I call him uh, the body and El Cuerpo all the time, of course, but I also say he's calm, cool, and collected at the plate because he, he gets his swing off when he knows he can, and he takes his hits when he knows he can. And uh, Curtly, to a certain extent, uh, but he, he really showed up this weekend and has some huge hits, clutch Curtly. So uh, can you speak to those guys and their performance? Yeah, I mean, starting with body, it's it's you know he's he's everybody's favorite player because he he's always the same. Like you just he's he's the wise old sage, you know, and and uh, he doesn't get rattled, he doesn't get sped up, and even when he makes a mistake, you're just sort of like, oh, that's fine, but it, that's never going to happen again. And he'll get he's going to get the next one for sure, or or uh, or he's going to get a hit next time. You, you just have that confidence in him because he he is so calm and, and, uh, and filled with that presence. And, you know, he's been around the block. He's, he's had a few at bats over the years and, and uh, things don't bother him in the same way that young guys do. And he doesn't get confused like some of the young guys do. And um, he's just a joy to coach, man. I mean, it's, it's so much fun to, to work. And I don't really do much with him. Like I just sort of say, Hey, how are you feeling today? <laughs> and let him go. I don't, I don't really do much with KJ. I don't need to. He's just, uh, he's good. And, uh, and he does his thing and, and I kind of stay out of his way and, he is. He's he's capable of taking his hits, and he's he's savvy about what they're trying to do to him. As as patient a hitter as you'll find, and and we talk about that a lot, just as a group about balancing aggression and patience, right? And sometimes patience becomes passive, patience becomes tentative. Um, but the really good hitters, patience is just I'm waiting for the pitch that I'm going to explode on. And, and, and body's really good at that. And, and if you throw it in, he's going to hit a homer to the pull side. And if you throw it away, he'll just he'll slash one to left. And he's got some big hits for us. Um, you know, he had, he had that red zone hit the other day that was just, we just picked us up and pounded that thing through there, their infield in. And he just, he just smashed it in the middle, which we talk about all the time. He's just a really good example for those younger hitters on how to, how to approach an app at and, um, so it's, it's a joy to have him in there every day uh, and have him anchoring that lineup. And, and we can move him in, in a bunch of different spots. He could hit, he could hit lead off for us if, if we wanted. Uh, he just gets on base at a time and knows how to, knows how to handle those things. Um, currently he's been, been getting better and better and better. And, and he's a guy who's, who's had ability and uh, has never lacked for confidence uh, and is not afraid to let you know that. Uh, but it didn't start out good for him. Like it just was not, it didn't start out the way he wanted to. I think he certainly had visions of what this season would be like for him and what he was hoping it would be. And, um, and it didn't start out that way. And I'm proud of him for pushing through and continuing to, to go. And he said, you know, he's had his moments where it's, we've got to kind of go, Hey, let's pull it together. And, 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 you know, you got to tighten some things up and um, you can't let it get away from you. And there's been some, some struggles for him trying to balance his, his natural confidence with man, this isn't going well. And, and, uh, and, you know, letting, letting his body language slip or, or things like that. But, man, I'm just really proud of him continuing to go for it. And I told him we got on the bus on Tuesday uh, going home from UCLA. And, obviously, that game didn't go our way. Even though it started out, I really liked our bats early in that game. And, and we sort of – we lost our our uh, our mojo once we once we could secure that – that line drive and we gave up a couple runs and we made an error and we just sort of lost our, our way there. Um, but early it started out well. And I told him getting on the bus, I said, Hey, I think that's the best bat speed that I've seen from you so far this year. Um, just in terms of 
him looking free and fast and violent good he's scary because he has that bat speed and he has that um that swing that can do some damage and i told him that I, you know it was partly just kind of pump him up but it was real like i i noticed it it was visible to me and um and that continued this weekend he he was violent and fast and, you know he'll he'll chase a little bit here and there and get you know get a little out of uh out of his rhythm and, and his and his approach but man he was he was really good and, and obviously some huge huge hits the uh, the ball in the right center gap to tie it, you know, and the huge homer to center. And, um, you know, they walk body intentionally and clearly hits homer. And yeah, he was, he was great. And, and he was, he was that curtly version that, you know, I think we all expected to, to have this year. Um, I expect that to continue. I, I think he feels as good as he's felt physically. Um, and I think he's in a good place mentally and making good decisions at the plate for the most part and going for it. And, uh, and that bat's moving fast. So, so it's, it's really good to see there. Um, Willow. Yeah. I mean, another guy like, like KJ who's been around for a minute, uh, you know what they're capable of. Um, for Jason, it's, it's about decision-making almost always at the plate. Just if he swings at the right pitches, he's, he's really good. And he's also a guy too. And I've talked with a couple of our guys about this concept of you're too talented not to put up numbers. If you just do just let the game come to you. You're, you're too good. You'll get on base. You'll get hits. You'll do stuff. Stop worrying about that part of it. Stop worrying about like, well, I need to hit this for batting average. Or I need to hit X number of homers. Or I need to do like those things come and go in, in waves sometimes. Um, and, and Jason's like that. Like what he's, he's got an on base streak of 14 straight games or something like that. And, um, and he's not swinging the bat great right now. He's not completely dialed we're working on some mechanical stuff still and he's working through some of that and he's had some some at-bats that he wants back from from a standpoint but man that guy's he's fast the bat speed's good he, he can he can go the other way he can do a lot of different things and um and so i, I expect him to keep getting better and, and and really start putting out the numbers that that he wants and and um and he's still been really productive for us and a little bit under 300 but he's on base a bunch and um and, and can do a lot of different things with the bat so uh, and you mentioned the third base play. It's, it saved us with Willits uh, being out for a while is, is him being able to come in and play so good defensively. It just it gives us another dynamic uh, in, in a lineup options that, that we, you know, we, we needed um, and we'll probably need again because that's how this this game goes. You know, somebody else is going to get hurt and somebody's going to pull a hammy. And, um, you know, we don't know when we're going to get Mosby back. We're really hopeful. He's feeling better and better. But you know, that's a, that's a slower process coming back from a separated shoulder. And, um, it's hard to know what, you know, how fast we're going to be able to get him in there. So to, to have Willow step up and, and be able to come and, and play a different position and in a position that, you know, um, he had a little PTSD from early in his career is, is really cool to see. So, and then Darby is just, I mean, the guy's going to be a monster. He's a monster. He's, he's got a chance to be as good a hitter as, as you'll see in the country. Uh, he does things, naturally that are really hard to teach. And so we're just trying to, you know, work around the edges with him a little bit. And, and, you know, it was pretty clear at a certain point, we just needed to throw him in there and let him go and let him learn. Um, Cause he's too good. Uh, and he's done an, a really, really good job of handling being a freshman thrown into an older group and just thrown to the leadoff spot, which is like, there's a whole different dynamic to that, even though there, there really shouldn't be, but every, anybody who's ever hit leadoff 
feels that pressure of like, well, I'm the leadoff hitter. I'm supposed to do something, you know, I'm supposed to approach it a certain way. And we talk about not trying to think too much in, in that way, but um, that's hard not to. So he's done a really, really good job of, of battling that. And even when he's had games where he gets a little out of his uh, comfort zone or he gets away from his plan, he gets back and he usually does something in that game to impact us and, and uh and you saw that this weekend, you know, he had some, he had some at bats and even late yesterday where he chased the sliders down and guys are going to continue to challenge him with, with sliders in the dirt to see if he can um, stay off. off him. But, you know, big hit early and, um, and, you know, home runner in the weekend, just so dynamic and so strong and, and such leverage. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch him progress this year and, and the rest of his career. So I promised Dylan this week that I would talk about pitching. So I had you, the listeners heard earlier from Ryan Gallagher, and I want to get your take on Matt Ager and Michael Rice. I bring up those two names because we saw what Hawaii was capable of on Sunday, and they scored first in every game. And the Gauchas answered back. They had the five run third on Friday, they had uh, the three run, I think it was second or third on Saturday and, and reclaimed the lead and built on their lead. And then on Sunday, it was back and forth the whole way. And it, it felt a little bit different. And Hawaii was knocking on the door. And I bring up Matt and I bring up Michael because on Friday, it was a, you know, it was a five-run lead. And Rice comes in, shuts the door, two and two-thirds. And then yesterday, you know, Hawaii had, had 11, 12 hits against the starter Gutierrez. And it felt like they had a chance to come back in, in the late innings. We, we knew what they were capable of. And Ager comes in, three innings, shuts the door. And so those two guys, I, I mentioned this on the broadcast, it was, it's kind of nice as a, as a coaching staff for Coach Checkets and for you, your Friday guy, you're going to Rice. And then Saturday guy starts, and then you're going to Ager. It's like you have two firemen coming out of the pen, and you can use one in game one of the series and one in game two of the series. Ager, I mean, three innings, one hit, three strikeouts this weekend. Rice, he got he got touched for a run on, on Sunday when, when we felt like the Gauchos really desperately needed him. But, you know, he did not allow a run on, uh, on Friday. On the season, those guys, I mean, Ager has only allowed – one run in 18 innings and rice 1.93 era leads the team in appearances uh three and oh record you know 23 in the third innings only 15 hits allowed like they've been excellent out of the pen and so my question to you is is like as an offense and you see those guys come in like is it is is the, is the team linked in that way where like the offense sees Ager come in and rice come in and have some confidence like how does that work yeah i don't, I don't know I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's elements of that, you know, I'm sure I think it's everybody in the dugout feels good when those guys come in. Um, we, we don't talk about it and, and, and look at it in terms of um, the offense can breathe easier knowing that we've probably got enough for the day. If we, of course. we get in with a lead and we certainly don't feel like, well, now we got to score three because we gave up something. We don't do that. It's, it's, it's never in, in that way. Um, but it's 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 a great feeling in the dugout. I know that when uh, when those guys come in, and I think um, I think anytime you 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 in a baseball dugout or in a clubhouse, what you're trying to find is roles, right? Everybody everybody 
contributes in some way. And that, you know, the bullpen is, is no, no better picture of that than, um, than what we're seeing right now is developing is everybody is trying to find a role and those guys have grabbed some roles and that's, that's a really cool thing. We're trying to run on the offensive side. Are you, you know, a regular starter? And if you are, what is your, you know, what is your style and what do you contribute to the lineup every day? If you're a bench guy or a part-time player, what can you contribute in your way? Maybe you're just a pinch runner right now, like Jesse Brown who can just come in and, and run really fast or a guy who can hit up, you know, can consider around all, all day and come in and, and put a good at bat together. And, and that's what the bullpen is, right? Is you don't know when your job's coming. You sort of have a, an idea usually, you know I mean? You say, okay, I'll, we'll get into the fifth, sixth, seventh. Okay. It's probably my time. If I'm, if I'm um, Maddie or, or Michael there, but you don't know. And, and you don't know what the situation is going to be. And, that's a tough thing to do. And, and both those guys are, are young and inexperienced, but they've handled that really well. And Mike wasn't his best yesterday. I, I think he just felt a little off, but uh, um, having guys emerge in that way, as you call them firemen is, is, is huge. And that's, that's that comfort factor. I think that everybody gets, which is um, if we, if we feel like we can get to a certain place in a game and then get to those guys, you just feel like, okay, we're, you know, we're going to be okay. We're really just going to have a chance to be okay. And then we can throw a punch or two uh, extra if we need to. And, and that's, that's a good feeling if, um, and I've been on teams where, you know, the bullpen isn't that way and, and it gets, it gets scary and you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. And everybody's a little bit on edge. Um, so I, you know, I know that Jackson Dillon or that's what they're trying to figure out is all of those roles for the bullpen right now and, and having Maddie and, and, and Michael step up in, in that way is, is huge. And we're, we're looking for a few more of those guys to 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 really emerge into those those other bullpen roles. And, and Hattie had a good performance, and 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 some of those guys, you know, and Huddy threw some wicked sliders. And um, we've got a chance with some of those pieces if everybody can slide into something they can really attack and and kind of grab to be their own. And um, and and again, like I said, that that's what the best teams and and clubhouses have is um, people from top to bottom feel like they have a role and they have a way to contribute um, even if it's small or even if it's small now leading to something bigger and that's what we're trying to figure out and it's been fun to watch those guys I, everybody feels great when they come in because they're throwing rockets and um and and usually and, and uh that's uh that's a, a combo that that is going to be really good for us down the stretch yeah and you used roles i i haven't used that on on broadcasts or or on the podcast at all it's uh it's a topic and a, and a word and a phrase and something that you can dig into a lot more we don't have to do it now but is is roles and there's so much value into knowing your role having a role and being able to prepare and, and get in there and dig in with your role and i i brought up this question because i was thinking it in terms of kind of like basketball or or hockey like these team sports where offense flows into defense and vice versa where you're 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 playing both and, and it seems like there's some flow where one leads to the other and good defense leads to good offense and good offense helps you play good defense. And baseball is so weird. Cause like you got, you got eight defenders out there and then your pitcher changes constantly. Um, you know, if you're having a bad day or if you know, your starters out there and he's throwing BBs and, and getting ground balls and there's that rhythm, like it, it really changes in these sporadic ways uh, in baseball. And then of course, sometimes, good defense can, can lead to good offense. And there are moments on Sunday, like when, um, 
when they get out of the, the second and third, nobody out jam. There, you get Parker running down the guy trying to score on the squeeze. Um, you got uh, Schreier getting the one four three double play. Like those were defensive moments where I thought it would lead to good offense, and I thought the Gouchers were going to win the game. It was like, all right, we got out of the second and third, nobody out jam. We're winning this thing, and then yeah. it didn't happen. And it's okay. We got the one four three, got the double play, got out of it. We're going to win this thing. Didn't happen, and that's baseball. And that's how it goes. And you know, Hawaii, they give them credit. They got the leadoff man on in every inning and extras, yeah. and it was you know something had to give, and they they scored the six runs. So um, it was it was a crazy weekend. I mean, it was a really fun series. There's there's lots of offense. There's lots of moments. You looks like you got want to dig in. On well, you're interesting you say that because I was thinking about that yesterday too. That um, that feeling of oh, there it is. We escaped. We'll be fine now, right? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I certainly, I mean, I felt it like, oh, 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 maybe, you know, okay, we got life, you know, and, and you're, you're hanging by a thread, it feels like, and then, and then you've got a chance. And uh, I, I think that I, it can honestly sometimes work the other way, which is, I think the emotion of, of escaping those moments can almost feel like, oh my God, now we still have to do something about it, or it's not done yet but you're so high from, from doing it. Right. And I think even, even in the, in the ninth there, you know, where we, um, we come back and we, we do it. Then, then you're like, whew, okay. We, X, we went from like, we're gonna win, yeah. totally. We're going to win this game. Oh my God. And we got two outs. Oh my God. We gave, you know, now they have a lead. Like you don't have enough time to, to, to process it. So you just go and, and, fight like crazy and then you tie it and you feel like whew, okay you do you take just such a big deep breath that sometimes it takes you a little while to get back in that rhythm of attack again and um and you know we escaped a couple of really really wild and crazy jams where you're like well they're gonna score here for sure you know i think everybody in the ballpark sort of feels that and you can feel that energy kind of coursing through everybody well they'll probably score and you get out of it and there's such an excitement and, and the emotion of it is really cool. And, and, and yet then you have to quickly, so you just come in the dugout and you're like, where's my stuff. And I, now I got to go do this thing. And you don't really sometimes always get it back. Um, you're still sort of living in that you're basking in the globe. Now, how cool was that? What we just did. Um, and offensively, sometimes it's hard to, hard to, to finish the job and execute. And we had our, we had our chances. Um, you know, we, we got some guys on base and we just, we just didn't get the hits when we needed to, but it's, it's an interesting. And I was thinking the same thing, like, man, we, we had a couple of times where it was like the escape job uh, felt like led to too big of an exhale and couldn't, couldn't quite finish the back half of that thing. And um, yeah, sometimes it happens and uh, you just hope you learn from it as much as anything. That's what I said after the game. I, I, I hope we learned something from this because it could be a, a, an amazing opportunity for us to, to see how to, how to win another one of those. Cause we're going to have another game. Where we're going to have to win sort of like that. So, um, that's what you hope is is guys remember those feelings and go okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little bit different this way or I know how quickly I have to transition or and we practice that sort of stuff but it's it's hard when um, when you're when you're young to to always execute it so um, you know you you just hope that it that it pays off in the end for you. Well, it's a weekend full of drama, high drama. That I mean, use the whole roster. We we covered that. We use uh, there's there's a hidden ball trick. Willow, the, the failed squeeze, late in comebacks, homers, 
it was just it was a fun weekend at the yard. I think I'm gonna get to Jason and get a soundbite from him on the on the. Uh, oh, he was he was not that one too. He was he had been plotting and, and ready and and That's just awesome. waiting for his moment. So it's really cool and um, just it were I mean it's as good as you could do it. Like so good. It was it was chaos and and nobody's really paying attention and um you know there's dirt flying and, and he was just on it and he just he executed it perfectly and um welchy too to, just to, to stay with it and stay off the back of the mound and act cool about the whole thing that's usually the hardest part is the pitcher's like what do i do i, I just <laughs> where do i go right no in my gloves and, and they, yeah. you know he was great he was back. it was perfect it was just uh you know i, I wish i wish we could that's the thing it's like I don't want to forget about those moments because we lost the game and that sucked and we wanted to win it and we should have and all those sort of things. But we had, we had players really make plays and a bunch of guys really make plays and keep their head heads up and keep their head on their shoulders and, and, and look for stuff. And that's really cool. And those are the things that, that I, I look at as harbingers of good things is, is guys, even in that chaos, um, managed to find ways to make plays and we're looking for stuff and we're on it versus what could go the other way, which is just deflation. And, and uh, so I, I think it bodes well for us in the future um, as we learn how to win and learn how to be the best version of ourselves um, because you can see those moments this weekend and, and especially yesterday. Well, and in the, in the last of the 13th, after you, you give up six, I thought the at-bats were really good in that in the bottom half of the inning. Uh, they were, they were patient. They'd, yeah. They, they weren't going to go down like All right, we're just going to swing at the first pitch and get it this over with it was we're going to make some noise here and we're going to yeah. stick with our approach yeah and getting a couple runs there even though it doesn't get you to the finish line yeah those are those are things that that you need to you need to draw from we need to go okay we look at that look you did that right and right newman newman gets a hit on on the slider with in in and I'm just proud of him for not giving in and cause he could, he's an intense and emotional kid and, and, uh, and he chased one and he took one that he thought was the ball and, but he didn't lose it. And he got, you know, he got his knock and he got a tough one there. And, um, and it, you, it, moral victories are silly. Like that isn't a thing when you're good. It's like, we're not, we're not going, well, we want to pat on the back cause we, we had some cool stuff, you know, in a loss, but, if you're thinking about, okay, this, this season is a progression always, right? And there's always a trajectory to it. And what you're just trying to do is stay on the upward trajectory. And so when you lose or you get punched, you, you have to take something from, you have to learn something from it. Otherwise you can't stay on that trajectory. And those are the, those are the things that we're talking about here is those moments of, see, you can do this, or he's shown that he can do this. And now that gives them the confidence and the team, the confidence that, when those things happen again, the results have a chance to be different or we'll overcome them or we'll tighten things up and not get to that spot um, in the same way. So those are the things that as a, as a coaching staff and, and as a team, we're always talking about is finding those things where, um, where the details really matter. And yeah, you don't score six to tie it and, and go to the 14th, but we did score and fight and, um, and, and that happened on the mound too. Like, you know, Schreier had, you know, he gets the kid in the head and, you know, he gives up the, but, you know, he had some moments too, where he got it back and, 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 and he competed and, and found a way to, 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 to find a pitch and make a pitch and get to that. Guy. Those are the things like, 
okay, it didn't go perfectly and, and gave up runs or, or we made a defensive lapse or we didn't score enough runs, but there were, there were snippets in there where you're like, that's what it can be. And that's what you have to focus on when, when you lose a game like that. And, and uh, that's what we'll do today at practice. Last thought before we go, the conference, mm-hmm. we got a little sample size, three, three weeks in, you can look at the standings. I, I know like, we obviously don't watch every game because because we're out there playing. So, but but you look at you hear from the other coaches. You, you get highlights. You get snippets here and there. And it's been a up and down. It's been a like wild first three weeks across the conference. Because of course, as on the, on the media side, you you make these these uh, these uh, what future picks. You you get these. All right, uh, these are going to be the good teams, and we can try and project this and that, and that's going to happen. And then of course you go out and play, and different stuff happens. But just some things that have happened so far. I mean, Gouch is sitting in first place, five and two. Second place is uh, Bakersfield, five and one. Polly, five and one. But we thought, well, we know. CSUN is going to be competitive. Irvine's going to be competitive. Long Beach State's going to be competitive. Those are going to be Polly. And I guess you might maybe throw Bakersfield in there. Are going to be the teams that are probably vying for a shot at this thing, uh, along with the Gauchos. But we got Polly sweeping Cal State, Cal State Northridge um, at home. CSUN goes down to Irvine this weekend, wins two of three. Long Beach dropped a home series to UC San Diego. And, you know, the Gauchos uh, had these these games against Fullerton and, and Hawaii on Sundays. And then Bakersfield takes two of three from, from Fullerton. So it's like, I don't know, it's early in the season. I just want to throw it out there because uh it could be a fun finish to the year last last year it was a two-team race and this year who knows like it could be four or five teams that are vying for first place yeah i i i don't see any way that this that this conference race doesn't come down to a bunch of teams that have feel like they have a chance late in the season um the parity is is much greater than you know in 19 uh, when i was here before and um, and certainly last year as well, felt like always, you know, both times, maybe a two, maybe a three team race, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is wild. And, and, and I, I watch a bunch of them because the ESPN plus is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the big West. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I go home and I watch all those games on replay again. That's usually my, my evening wine game. I'll throw those things on there and watch them. And, um, and there's a lot of teams that are capable of stuff, you know, there's, um there's a there's a real feeling to me in watching this this group of teams play that um the competitiveness about who anybody is is sort of not there anymore like it doesn't the uniform isn't really mattering like teams feel like oh we can beat these guys whoever they are um and i think that's going to continue this this season you know you felt like maybe going into the season, Long Beach had some pitching that would really uh, put them near the top or competitive. And Irvine's always got a blend and a balance. Um, so you got to consider them one of the favorites. And Polly's got a Friday guy and Brooks Lee. And, you know, they're they're always well coached and they're going to be sharp and uh, bounce back from, from the last couple of years. And certainly we felt like we were in the mix. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, what was Fullerton going to be? I don't think anybody really knew with the new staff and um, some new players and, Baco's coming and, and UC San Diego is well coached and not scared and they're coming and, uh, and, you know, Northridge has, has coaches who've been there and done it and, um, and have some older guys and more experience. And we felt like, you know, they were going to 
think they can make some noise and, and they've had a little bit of up and down, but they played a really tough schedule and, mm-hmm. um, and, and had, had some battle tested moments, I think early, which would probably help them. Um, it's wide open. It's going to be really interesting. That's why, you know, when you, when you think about our Sundays, you know, with, with the Fullerton and, and, uh, Hawaii losses, that's where those sweeps can really feel like that, you know, they become more important is it gives you a little breathing room as, as you go further into the season is, is making sure that secure those, those series, but um, yeah, it's going to be wide open. And, and, and I think as we look ahead, we, the, the, the path is the same that we talked about from the beginning, which is if we can be the best version of ourselves, which is we can pitch, we can, we can play some team offense. We can hit some homers. Um, we can steal some bases. We can play kind of a complete game or play what the game asks us to play. Um, and we can be tight on defense. We got a, we got a chance. We just, we need to be, um, dialed in on the details that's what's going to push us past um is we are going to have everybody contribute in some way and, and really handle the detail stuff um and that's when we play our best is we're on on top of that stuff we play a complete game we're not just going to hit a ton of homers or strike a bunch of dudes out necessarily with friday and saturday electricity um we need to play complete team baseball and that's how we'll win this thing if uh, if we can big week this week for the Gauchos, four more road games against a couple quality opponents. Pepperdine, Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, 3 o'clock start against the Waves. Um, Waves are in the middle of the pack uh, in the West Coast Conference, which is pretty good this year with Gonzaga and San Diego at the top. And, uh, and of course, CSUN, who just took two of three on the road against Irvine. And uh, Gauchos will be in Northridge for that, 3 o'clock on Friday, first of the three-game set. And... Gauchos have been on the road a lot. Uh, they've been very good on the road and going back on the road. And these are three important games as far as RPI consideration and, of course, in the conference when we're talking about CSUN competing for a, a top spot in the conference. So uh, that's what's on tap this week, Ferg. Uh, excellent, as always. Um, let's have a good week of preparation and um, more baseball. It's exciting stuff. Always fun, Kev. Thanks for having me on. All right. Ferg, uh, see you at the yard. Can't wait. All right, welcome back to the Playboy Audiology pregame show. Sitting here with Sunday's star pitcher, Brian Gallagher. Gauchos are going to get set to take on the UCLA Bruins here tonight at Jackie Robinson Stadium. But we are at Caesar this we afternoon with, with Ryan. He just got done doing long toss. Um, first day of spring quarter. You're coming off of probably your best start of the season on Sunday. Um, how are you feeling? Good. Sore. Tired. But, uh. Overall, pretty good. I've had 2 8 a.m. so far yesterday and today, so trying to catch up on some sleep. 2 8 a.m. Yeah. So you had the 8 a.m. after the the 1 a.m. Yep. arrival on, on Sunday night? Oh, yeah. I got about five hours of sleep maybe. It's been uh, been rough so far, but overall feeling good. Good. Yeah. How are you, how's, how are you uh, mentally? Because that was a long road trip. Yeah. And gushes were, well... Three ho- three different hotels. Uh, you're practicing at different places. You're uh, fortunate it was spring break, yeah. and um, you're bouncing back from what wasn't your best start on on Sunday against Fullerton to mm-hmm. perhaps your best start of the season against Davis. So, like, what was your mental headspace going through the week and being able to come out and perform on Sunday? 
Uh, you know, just I learned a lot from Fullerton start. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my best. That was probably my worst start so far. So uh, uh, after that, I had a lot of time to think up until Sunday just about like what I can improve on. And a lot of it was, I think, like mentality and intent to like the pitches. Uh, we were just kind of trying to go out there and just attack, let them hit whatever I got. You what, know? Was your, uh, what was your best pitch that you had on Sunday? Uh, I went a lot of fastball slider, not a lot of changeups, actually, <laughs> which is different for me. I usually, it is different. Yeah, big changeup <laughs> guy. But uh, a lot of fastball slider. Um, they were pretty good at taking the fastballs up or, like, at least fouling it off. Um, so I didn't go a lot of up. I went a lot in, though, with my fastball. Okay. Just trying to blow it by him. So you, you had you were pitching with the lead. You've pitched with the lead a lot mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. Gosh, have had some big innings early in games. So you've been pitching with the lead a lot this year. But on Sunday, it was a, it was a tight game. It was one nothing. You run into some trouble in the fifth inning. You give up the you you beat Miko on the on the pitch. It was probably in. I'm guessing yeah. I was off center. I couldn't really tell where it was. But you beat him in. You get the slow roller. You figure you're out of the inning. Jason can't make the play. And, and all of a sudden you find yourself down 3-1. You come back, you get the last out, because they, they were threatened for more. They had second and third. Mm-hmm. And then you mowed down seven batters in a row. So what changed on your approach there? And, and just mentally, like, did it light a fire under you? It's like, okay, it's, it's 3-1, we're down, we, we got a sweep today. Mm-hmm. Like, what changed in that fifth inning? Uh, yeah, so Willow, he didn't make the play, but it was a really tough play. I think that would have been a hit anyway. But uh, – after I got out of the inning, KJ came up and hit a three-run bomb, which is really clutch. Epic. Gave me the lead. Epic. Yeah, it was awesome. So I got me really <laughs> fired up. And when I realized, like, we got the lead back, it was kind of just like, all right, they're not going to get on base. Like, that's my mentality is, like, I'm just going to go up there and just try to plow through them and get through as many as I, as I can. And then you came out for the seventh, and yeah. it was the first time that you made it through the sixth. Mm-hmm. As a gaucho, you pitch in the seventh, and you strike out the side. Yeah. So – Seventh is the seventh year inning or what? Like I, I know I it's hope the first so. time you made it there, but the three yeah. strikeouts in the seventh. I hope so. I went out there and I was just trying to, you know, just really just attack. And uh, I had a lot of confidence going to that inning. Um, just you know, just getting the lead back and everything. But uh, yeah, no, I just felt like I had a good game plan. Seeing them a lot, kind of learning their tendencies too. Mm-hmm. And I just went out there and just tried to attack. Cool. You did, you did a great job on Thank Sunday. Gouches got the win, eleven three. Swept Davis, four game win streak. Gouches have won. 11 of their last 12 games, so they're getting used to the winning ways. As a true freshman, Ryan, mm-hmm. how are you adjusting to college life, to balancing class, balancing long toss on Mondays after pitching on Sunday and having to send out a bus? Like, how have you adjusted to the college level? Because normally, you know, we call you a freshman on the broadcast and we say, oh, true freshman this, true freshman that. But, you know, we're in spring quarter now. You're probably not a, quote, freshman. Yeah. You're used to the routine. But how... How have you adjusted? Like, what were some big moments in the fall and early in the season that have gotten you to this point? Uh, it was a big adjustment, definitely, in the fall and also being here in the summer quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest thing is probably just learning time management with the, all the classes and the workouts. And when we had tour in the fall, it was uh, that was probably the biggest jump I had to make was just learning how to manage my time and when I can squeeze in a nap and all that stuff to try to catch <laughs> up on a big nap sleep. guy. Uh, trying to cut down, but I was a lot in the fall. I was really burnt out in the fall, just tired. But recently I've been trying not to because it messed up my sleep schedule at night. Sure. But, uh, yeah, definitely in the fall. But I'd say big, just time management. Diet? Honestly. Diet, too. Yeah. It's kind of tough being on the road. You know, we're stopping at some 
places that isn't the best food, but you know you can you can't really. But you gotta uh, work. You gotta work with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta kind of just get through it, just get your fuel. But and for me too, I'm not really too worried about getting the healthiest food. I'm trying to gain weight, so trying to gain weight. Yeah, just yeah. calories. You, you so you had a little velo jump over over winter break. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Is it uh was that the first time that you felt that or like what was your your highest feel that you hit in college or in high school versus now uh in high school i think highest was 91 uh that was in the fall going into my senior year uh and then after that i ended up getting hurt so i was out my whole senior year but um yeah 91 in high school and then uh but yeah that velo jump i think was just coming back from winter i was all rested up really fresh because the fall kind of beat me to the ground but um yeah i just I just really worked on trying to get stronger and uh, just high intent in my throws. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to the weekend? Yeah. Hawaii? Stoked. Yep. Looking forward to it. Um, are you enjoying being a gaucho? I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much you can ask for or more you can ask for here. Just right on the beach. Great baseball. Great school. Yeah. It's been awesome. Any uh, any veteran pitchers take you under their wing? Like Corey Lewis? I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, learning a lot from him because he started last year and uh, – learning a lot about the routine harvey too which is my mentor uh and jd callahan i've just bounced a ton of questions off them and they always give me the right answer so they've been great you and jd could be a doppelganger yeah potentially. i've heard that a lot I'm just looking at that right now like, you guys could be a doppelganger <laughs> i've heard that i heard that a lot when i showed up they, they call me like jd jr and stuff like that but yeah all right well um uh it's been great having you yeah we've enjoyed watching you pitch on sundays keep up the good work and uh, are you gonna be watching or are you gonna be listening tonight I'll be watching. Okay. Toss up on my TV and trap. Okay, so, good. Yeah. Uh, we'll rest up and um, we'll see you at the yard. So thanks, Awesome. Ryan. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, thank you to Ryan Gallagher. And thank you to Associate Head Coach Donegal Fergus. Thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. Continued support for the Gaucho 9 podcast as we have eclipsed 70 episodes. Pretty stoked about that. All right, big week coming up for the Gauchos after falling on Sunday against Hawaii, 7-2 in the conference. Four more road games today, Tuesday at Pepperdine, 3 o'clock against the Waves. And then this weekend's big series against CSUN. The, uh, the Matadors, 15 and 11, they are, you know, right in the mix in the conference, uh, having defeated UCI in two games uh, over the weekend. They took two of three, both of those in extra innings. They took two of three from Long Beach. Four and five in the conference, they got swept by Polly, but uh, they've played a tough ke- schedule so far, probably the four top teams, Polly, Long Beach State, Irvine, and now UC Santa Barbara here to start their Big West Conference season. So, that's going to be a, uh, a big series down at Matador Field. It will be 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 1 o'clock, the start times for those games. Pepperdine, 15-11, and 5-4 and four in the West Coast Conference. They are coming off of a series loss against 18th-ranked Gonzaga uh, on the road. So uh, that's what's on tap this week. Hope we see you at the games. Uh, on the road and uh, keep checking in on Instagram, UCSB underscore baseball, Twitter, UCSB underscore baseball. And of course you can catch everything here on the Gaucho nine podcast. So uh, thank you so much for listening. 
uh, tune into the games, watch the games, and uh, keep supporting the Gauchos. So uh, see you out there. Have a great week.